welcome to the podcast, Dan Carity, if I'm being honest. I call it that because as an alcoholic in active addiction, I was anything but honest. I was a liar. But now in sobriety and in life, I am sharing my journey, honestly, even when it's ugly. My guests and I will discuss addiction and mental health, relationships, politics, and just life. And we will always give it to you straight. So here we go. Okay, it is the morning after. And what I mean by that is it's the morning after the Super Bowl, of course. Welcome back to the podcast, if I'm being honest. And the Super Bowl, and well, some things related to the Super Bowl are what I want to touch on today. If you are an American, you understand the significance of the event that is the Super Bowl. Sports fans love it. Non-sports fans are into it, whether it's for the game, but also the commercials are always a big thing. By the way, the commercials cost $7 million for 30 seconds this year. That's insanity. There's also the halftime show, which so many people tune in for this year. It was Usher. I personally am a fan of Usher. I thought he was pretty awesome. thought the dancing was pretty awesome. Uh, the camera work could have been a little bit better, but I'm not going to go into all that. Uh, but I like the performance as a whole. And the game, listen, there was all kinds of stuff surrounding the game. Obviously, all the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey stuff, uh, you know, and, and regardless of who you wanted to win and the outcome of the game, hey, the game was tight the whole way, went to overtime. Listen, as a sports fan, you got to you gotta like that. And God, so much credit to Patrick Mahomes. Dude, what a champion that guy is. You know, love him, hate him, like the Chiefs, hate the Chiefs. That guy is something special. But that's not what I want to talk about today. First of all, I want to talk about how awesome I felt when I woke up this morning. And what a blessing that is. It's just another gift for me from sobriety. I started watching TV at like 5 o'clock in the evening. By the time overtime and all that finished last night, it was 11.30 at night. By the way, I usually go to bed at 10. So... It was way past my bedtime, so went to bed late. But with the exception of eating, you know, some nachos and wings and ice cream and some unhealthy food, as usual, I was drinking seltzer all night. So I woke up feeling great. That is a far cry from how I used to feel when I would wake up after a Super Bowl, after six, seven, eight hours of drinking. So just to be able to pop out of bed after an event like that, just if you're, if you're not American, you know, if you're, if you're a listener from overseas or something and you don't understand how big the Super Bowl is, I mean, there's seriously, there's been talks about whether they should make it a national holiday or not the Monday after the Super Bowl. It's that big, all right? Hundreds of millions of people watch Everybody is at a party or hosting a party or something. Uh, you know, think of 
think of the World Cup, right? The World Cup and your country's playing in the World Cup and you're in the semifinals or the finals and just what kind of event that is for your country. That's what the Super Bowl is every year. It is a national event. So I was always, for all these years, whether I was hosting the parties or I was at the parties or I always took part in the festivities around the Super Bowl. And inevitably, you get towards the end of the night. And for myself, I was always getting a little, oof, a few too many. And it's, I already, the anxiety would already start to set in of tomorrow's going to suck. <laughs> and tomorrow always did suck. Oh, God. So to be able to wake up and just feel fresh, ready to go, got up early, did my morning routine, did some work, sent some emails, got the kids out of bed, off to school, been on three different conference calls already this morning. Now I'm sitting down doing this, feeling good, and I'm like, what else do I get to do today? I'm going to go to the gym after I wrap this up. That's living. That is living, not getting drunk watching the Super Bowl and then slogging your way through Monday. That's not living. That's surviving. This is living. That's, that's my personal take on it. So there's three things I want to hit on regarding the Super Bowl. And the first one is just that. Waking up, feeling great. What a gift. I don't have to go on any further about that. It's just, it's awesome. And, and, and I feel that way no matter what happens the night before. I'm always ready to go in the morning now. Love that. The second thing is getting to enjoy the experience around the Super Bowl with my family. With my kids, Quinn and Daniel, and my wife, Natasha. Because before, yeah, there was a game on and there were commercials and there was a halftime show, but listen, this was about the party. It was about drinking. And even when I was home and we weren't at an actual party, I was making my own party in the house by drinking. But, you know, when you when you would go to other parties or people would come over to my house or whatever it may be, on top of all the drinking, it's like you're spending all the time with the people, the other husbands, the other wives, all the different people that you're hanging out with and talking to, whatever. I'm not getting any family time. And yesterday, I got to watch the game beginning to end and every commercial and the halftime show with my family. Laughing together talking about each thing that we were watching, cheering for the game. We were rooting for the 49ers. They lost, but we were into it. We were screaming and yelling and clapping and cheering together. And it was just, it was fantastic getting to share in that with them, get everybody's opinion on what they thought of that commercial or what they thought of the halftime show. Was Usher good? Wasn't he good? Did my kids think he was too old? <laughs> Um, you know, and, and just being in it and to share in that experience together, as opposed to being off on my own, in my own world, in my head, or even not that it would be so bad to be talking to the other dads that are watching the game or whatever, but then I wouldn't be paying any attention to my family. And 
It was all about them yesterday. It was all about all of us. And yes, I'm not going to pretend like it was perfect. My kids talk too much, okay? They wouldn't shut up. They're talking through the whole game and talking through the commercials. And I'm like, guys, guys. Like, but that comes along with the territory, right? But it was that I got to be in it with them. And, you know, you, you have funny conversations, different moments in the game, different commercials, different things bring up conversations about stuff that I wouldn't have gotten to do that with them in any other setting. But choosing to stay home, not invite anybody over, just watch the game with them. What a great experience. And I'm not saying next year I won't do it a different way and we won't as a family do it a different way. But what a wonderful experience to do it. Just us. Now, a little side note is very funny. These moments that I, I don't know if it's trying to impress my kids. Could be a little bit, a little ego stroking on my part. But also just trying to let them know, hey, because we're talking about the commercials. We're talking about the commercials were really good yesterday, my personal opinion. So we were talking about the commercials and how much they spend for them and how good they are. they were. And I said, hey, daddy's been in a couple Super Bowl commercials. And they stopped for a second. What? What Super Bowl commercials? So I explained to them that I was, I choreographed and danced in one of the Britney Spears Pepsi commercials. And then I also explained that I was in a Pizza Hut commercial when I was like 21 years old or something like that, that Spike Lee actually directed. But I was in the Pizza Hut commercial too. My son's response Hey, Dad, Coke is better than Pepsi, and Pizza Hut is trash. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to explain to them, hey, Daddy's been in Super Bowl commercials. I was in a Pepsi commercial with Britney, and I was in this Pizza Hut commercial. Coke's better than Pepsi. Pizza Hut is trash. That's what I get from my son for his response. Unbelievable. I love that. But I mean... Hey, you know, it keeps me humble. But just the whole experience with them was so fantastic. So, you know, it, it starts with when I look back on the experience of the Super Bowl and I get to enjoy the game. I get to see the whole game. I remember the whole game. I remember every commercial I saw. Loved the halftime show. Liked the halftime show. All of that. And got to wake up feeling great and be productive on Monday morning. That's win number one. Win number two, having the experience with my family. No concern with, you know, how many beers am I going to have or who am I talking to or getting caught up in mindless conversations or getting foggier and foggier as the night goes on, not really connecting with anybody at that point. No, I was in it with my kids, with my wife. And getting to experience it like that. That was awesome. But then the big zinger. The big zinger. Brings up the whole conversation of. You know, is there a right or a wrong way. To recover. To get sober. The quick answer to that is no. There is no right or wrong way. I don't judge anybody for how they choose to get sober. Whatever works for you. I prefer no one to judge me either. Everyone's journey, everyone's path is a little bit different. 
that's okay. If it's working, if you're staying sober, more power to you. So I don't judge. There are people who go to meetings every day, multiple meetings every day. There are people who've never gone to a meeting. There are people who believe in the 12 steps, people who don't. Okay, there's there's people who don't ever put themselves in an uncomfortable position again at a bar, at a party, at whatever. There are people who believe in day one, going right back to those situations and, and learning how to deal with them. There are people who keep it quiet, don't talk about their sobriety, don't share it with anybody. It's it's their situation, nobody else's. So they keep it to themselves. And there's people who shout it from the rooftops. I don't judge. It's none of my business. If it's not working, I'll give you my opinion. If you ask of what else you maybe could try, but man, if it's working for you, if you're staying sober, who am I, who am I to judge? What I'm doing is working for me and I don't need to go through all the things that I do on a daily basis. If you listen to this podcast, you know what they are. But what I'm doing is working for me. It's working well. The reason I bring this up is there are a lot of people out there. uh, There's a discussion out there about whether or not you should be calling yourself an alcoholic for the rest of your life. Hey, you're, you're recovered now. You can lose that label. You don't have to carry that label around. There's something to be said for that. People make some very compelling points as to why they think after a certain amount of time, you can let that go. You don't have to refer to yourself that way or think of yourself that way. There's other people like me that I need that reminder. I do still identify as an alcoholic. Is that going to change? I don't know. A lot has changed in in my sobriety over the last two and a half years. But whenever this conversation comes up, I tell people, I still consider myself an alcoholic. I am an alcoholic. Let me explain to you why. Yesterday, I'm, I'm thinking about the Super Bowl from the moment I woke up. Excited for the game. By the way, as a rabid sports fan, the main reason I watch is because I love the game. I love football. I love sports in general. I love football. So I'm watching that for for the sport. Okay, so yesterday was like Christmas for me. I was thinking about that game and counting down the hours and the minutes from the moment I woke up. But I do start thinking. And at a certain point yesterday, late morning, started thinking about, okay, here's what we're going to do. We decided we're going to pick up wings and nachos and, uh, you know, ice cream and different goodies and things like that. And I was seeing earlier in the day on my phone, a little bit on Twitter X, um, but also on, on Instagram and stuff, people with their non-alcoholic options, non-alcoholic beer, non-alcoholic wine, these different things. I started to think, hmm, that might be cool. 
Now, I've always stayed away from that stuff. I've said to myself, I, I never even drank for the taste anyway, so why? Why am I going to introduce that? But I started thinking about it. Oh, it might be nice to have a non-alcoholic beer while I watch the game. And then it starts in my mind. And then I'm thinking, oh, yeah, that, maybe I should try that. You know, and I'm seeing another ad and another ad for, yeah, maybe I'll do that. And immediately I start thinking, hmm, I mean, the non-alcoholic beer, but a regular beer would be better, wouldn't it? Start thinking for a second. Ah, God, would tonight be more fun if I was drinking? And I start thinking about past experiences and the party built around it. And the fact that I wasn't going out to a party. Man, I wish. I wish I could have a beer while I watched the game. <laughs> and then, that wonderful thing I've learned in sobriety is play the tape forward. I may or may not have talked about this on the podcast before, but playing the tape forward is, okay, yeah, it'd be great to have a beer. But I know me, I'm not going to have just one beer. I'm going to have a few beers. After a few beers, I'm probably going to have a few more because I never had an off switch. I'm going to end up drinking all night. I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to feel like hell. And I'm going to do the one thing that I know how to do to take care of that situation because I'd be feeling hungover. My anxiety would be going through the roof. And as an alcoholic, I'd go right back for another one or I'd be counting the hours down until I could have my next one. I know that's where I'd go. And when I start drinking like that again, whether it's a week or a month, six months, whatever it would take, guess where I'd end up? Right back in rehab, all over again. So I'm not doing that. That's playing the tape forward. I know where I'm going to end up if I have that beer. For me... There's a feeling of that's where I'll end up if I have a non-alcoholic beer. Because I think that the taste without the feeling is going to lead me to want the feeling even more. So I just steer clear. Again, I know plenty of people sober, have been sober for a long time, who drink non-alcoholic stuff. Good for you. Another one of those Whatever works for you, I'm not judging. I just know what works for me. That's not going to work for me. It's going to lead me down a road to wanting the real thing. And the real thing is going to lead me back to disaster. So I'm not doing it. The fact that my mind works this way, the fact that, and by the way, all of that happened in like a three minute period in my mind yesterday. But I have to remind myself, dude, you can't do that. You're an alcoholic. That's why I still call myself an alcoholic. I need that reminder daily that I can't get comfortable in this space. I can't get lazy in this space. Because if I get lazy, if I get too comfortable, if I get complacent, if I get that, I got this. I got this kind of feeling, bad things are going to happen.
So I'm not afraid to say I'm Dan and I'm an alcoholic. It's good for me. I don't feel any shame or guilt or anything when I say that. I say it and it reminds me, oh yeah, I'm an alcoholic. I can't do that. And guess what? By saying that to myself after those three minutes of contemplation, oh, wouldn't that be good? Wouldn't it be nice to have a drink? Oh, dude, you're an alcoholic. You can't do that. Reminding myself of that allows me to have that wonderful experience with my family, taking in the game, the commercials, the halftime show, and waking up this morning feeling like a million bucks, having a great productive morning, and being right here talking to you. So that's why I still, and for the foreseeable future, will consider myself an alcoholic. I am. You don't have to continue calling yourself that if you've gotten sober and you feel like you've recovered and you no longer want to carry around that label. Good for you. But for me, I'm going to stick with it. The Super Bowl was awesome. The game was fantastic. Did not turn out the way I was hoping, but it was awesome. Commercials were a blast. Being humbled by my children. Not being impressed by my commercials. <laughs> Makes me laugh. I love it. Getting to experience everything with my family. And just getting to continue on this journey of life with my family, getting to take in something I love, sports, something I really love, the Super Bowl, and the whole experience around it, but in a totally different way than I used to, a way better way to do it. It's a gift. It's just another gift of sobriety. Another day to be grateful for. And uh, this is how we're going to do things. That's it for today. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. I reminded my son that we have to wait all the way until September for the next football game. But until then, we'll be watching basketball, baseball, any other sport we can find. And we'll be ready for the next football season. And hopefully it'll be a better one for the Giants. We hope. We doubt it, but we hope. I'm Dan. And I'm an alcoholic. And I'm okay with saying that. Because being able to say it has led to a way better life. Have a good one. All right. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode and do not hesitate to check out some of my past guests. If there's something you want to get off your chest or just some comments, suggestions to make, please email me at dkpodcast at dancarity.com. Have a great day.